You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. Hi, Jay. What's up? Nothing much. I mean, what's ever up? It's Corona. What's going on with you? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly and truly, nothing. And you know what? That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Too much is too much. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have some pending maintenance requests in my apartment that I really want to get tended to. But other than that, yeah, I'm doing perfectly fine. Um, (laughs) Okay. So today we are here talking Real Housewives of Potomac, season five, episode eight, entitled Serving Up Betrayals. Now, what are you grading this epic episode? This was an A minus for sure. And well, I'm teetering between an A minus and an A. I was going to say A. Yeah. Since I keep forgetting that we're, we do up to an A plus, you know? So, yeah. yeah. It's definitely between an A minus and an A for sure. I know. I'm getting giddy just thinking about it because it was definitely juicy. It was definitely a good episode. And I can't wait to see the wreckage from all of this. Not the wreckage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Yeah. I hate to see the demise of a friendship and a marriage, but I don't hate it enough, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I'm somehow evil enough to like all of this stuff. But that's what you sign up for with Bravo. You sign up for hideous, like, truths about human. Like, that's what you sign up for, and it's fine. Literally, I feel like if you remotely like psychology and just studying people, I feel like the housewife shows are perfect. I don't understand why people hate on them. Like, there's exactly. so much to unpack with these people. It's not, it's mindless television if you want it to be, but you can also really deep dive into it. And it's episodes like these that really just bring out that deep dive. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And also, it's just so exciting to see, like, themes throughout seasons and then, like, notice the character arc. And, like, if you look at all of that, you can't find this to be mindless television. You find it some sort of, like, stimulating to the brain. I would think so. If somebody was hooking me up, had leads on my head, as I was watching this, I am sure they would see several parts of my brain lit the fuck up. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's hop. All that said, let's hop into <laughs> it. I'm sure we have so much to talk about. Okay. So, we start out with Candace in the booth. She, as we all know, is a songstress, a self proclaimed <laughs> songstress, let me put it that way. And she is singing her song, and it's it's a doo-wop type kind of vibe. And it's actually the song she sang to Chris, if you remember, during her wedding in season four. So she has this music producer named Chucky Thompson, who I guess Chris was peddling this music on social media and it somehow got to Chucky and Chucky heard it and he saw potential. It is what it is. And he candy burst it. He took what she had and made it more chart worthy, more like good beat underneath. Because <laughs> it didn't even sound like the song. Just how like Tardy for the Party didn't sound like the song it was before. This song didn't sound. I didn't recognize that this was her wedding song. Did you? No. But and she was saying like she 
decided to give it that DC vibe with the go-go beat, which was honestly a nice touch because it was, I liked it. It was less, you know, <laughs> less dramatic, more fun. But, you know, I mean, everything has its place. Like, would this have been an appropriate, you know, version at the wedding? No. So yeah, not but, necessarily. No, but is this more appropriate for like mainstream? Yeah. Yeah. So um she's so excited. He has like Nas records hanging up and Biggie Records in his studio. You know how they all put up their accolades on the wall. So you could you know all their business, their whole resume. So she's saying he's worked with all these people and she's so honored to have somebody behind her and like see something in her. So yeah. Um I'd like to play a quick game of, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much do you think this single launches her career? <laughs> Curious. Um, it's only about a three for me, and that's being generous. Um, mm, mm. You know, because we already know that she can sing from the show, so it's kind of like if it hasn't happened yet, will it? But, you know, I'm always open, and I'm always optimistic. Maybe it will. So... I think we can both agree this won't be the next party for the party, but I hope <laughs> this leads to more for her. She needs something to do. You know what I mean? The singing thing, she really, really, it's one of those, if she ever really got big with it, she can have those pictures of her singing in the choir since she was three type shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so she really wants it. And it's hard to watch someone want something so bad and it just not land, but also so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she takes that time to take her husband Chris aside and she tells him she tells him that her and Monique are through and she is plastic is what she calls Monique and their friendship no longer exists. What did you think about her telling her husband like that flat out? Honestly, I think it was about time. I think she tried. I do. Um, Monique mm-hmm. might not agree with me. Oh, scratch that. Monique won't agree with me. Um, but I really do think that she tried. Monique, especially with that last trip to the lake house, and Monique just picking up on any and everything to dog this poor child with. It's like, all right, you've shown me that we're not friends anymore, that you're not interested in being friends anymore. That you're not even interested in hearing my apologies. You think you don't even think my apologies are sincere. And so if I can't even offer you a sincere apology in your mind, then what do we have? Like it seems like we're not being able to move forward. So Yeah, they are stuck. We're stuck and it's done. And it's sad because it's like, you know, I've been watching old Roni. It's feeling very Roni. And how mm-hmm. Carol and Bethany just got stuck and there was no real place where you could pinpoint why and where they got stuck they just were and they couldn't get past it and and I'm not trying to be biased but generally it's one person that's that makes it almost impossible to get past in that the case, one that's my, the emotional one exactly in 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 the Bethany Carroll situation it was the Bethany one but honestly in my opinion with this one it's it's um Monique I mean, it's quite clear that it's Monique, at least to my eye. At least to us. I mean, it's not clear to Monique. She thinks Candace is the one doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else seems to also feel like it's Monique that's holding on to shit. So, hey. I'm excited because our guest next week 
he's Team Monique. So I can't, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to have a contrarian on the pod. Mm-hmm. I need to hear that because just don't see Please it. defend her child because. I mean, de- please gonna... defend her to the end. I would love you to. And, and, and I mean, defend her in the context of this fight. Because we've been hearing some rumblings about Candace being a problematic person and homophobic and all that other shit. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. If, if the gay community tells me that she's homophobic, then I'm like, okay, she's homophobic. Like, I'm not going to debate with y'all on that. But I'm just speaking in the context of this fight. I really do feel like Monique is just not letting it go. It's not even the matter of did Candace, you know, was she wrong for, for inviting Sharice or not? It's the fact that you are unable to let it go. You're holding her account more accountable than you're holding like Sharice herself for spreading the rumors. And to me, that's like really ridiculous. But hey. I have to assume you're picking on Candace because she's Candace A and because B, it's the TV show and you need to have someone to come to blows with. But whoa, like it's getting out of hand. <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors at this point. No. So, I mean, yeah, the jig is up. Like we can't be friends anymore. So Candace sends her the text about she's unable to be on the live podcast, be one of the panelists for the Not For Lazy Moms event, and at least she gave Which, her a couple weeks notice. Uh, listen, I was shocked that Monique was mad. I'm also stunned that she would ask Candace to be on the panel in the first place. They weren't <laughs> at a good place by the time she was planning this anyway. It's not like this was two years ago. And quite honestly, the reason why you wanted to have her on there was kind of shady in the first place. Not real fake. We'll get there when we get there, but yeah, it really was. <laughs> so, maybe that's why you want to have her on, and that's why I don't like you for shit like that. The next scene is Michael Darby himself making an appearance for the first time in a couple episodes. We've only seen him via photograph for the last couple episodes. <laughs> um, he's here with Ashley, and they're talking it out. What is your initial reaction when you saw this scene? What were you thinking? I just, like I said, I know that Ashley's here to get a bag, and that's, and that's fine. Um, but if she's not here to get a bag, then she's being ridiculous. Like, why are you talking out with this man still? There's nothing to talk about. And quite honestly, his story was bullshit. <laughs> I cannot believe he fixed his mouth to say that. So tell everybody what the story was so that I can explain why it's bullshit. (laughs) So first, I'd like to point out that Michael is appalled that Ashley could be eating at a time like this. And she says, you know, I have to breastfeed. I have to eat. Michael is pain to his stomach. He can't eat, but he has nothing but room for a Corona. He He has no problem sucking that down. But he can't eat at a time like this. And so what she says is she sent this information. A time like this that you created. I'm sorry. But he's making it seem like this is just like a, like I'm eating in the face of a natural disaster. There's dead bodies on the street. (laughs) You're the one that created this problem that we're having. What do you mean you're shocked that I can eat? I want you to be sick and sad over there for sure. But I can do what I need to do. So whatever they're talking and i guess she got the news she got the gossip of the city article sent to her yesterday (laughs) and when she got the article she immediately texts michael whatever they came home 
they came to blows, but not too much of a fight because she said baby Dean was there. You know, he's a mastermind. She didn't want to do this in front of him. So <laughs> she, <laughs> we didn't even mention a couple episodes ago, Candace reaffirmed our thoughts on Dean because she said, like, remember he started acting up and she was like, babies are very intuitive. Like, I don't want to like do this in front of him. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. And Dean specifically, Candace, look at me, Dean specifically. Anywho. He's on to y'all. Just know. <laughs> he does some shit later in this episode I'm so thrilled to talk about. But anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> so much. <laughs> He's a star to me. Anywho. Yes, so she, you know, was asking him about the, did you say you have a wife and a girlfriend? I mean, a wife and a boyfriend and yada, 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 all the shit that Candace got the text about and he says none of that is true. Um, and he says what happened was they went to the strip club, right? And then from the strip club, they left and went to MGM. And some of the ladies from the strip club trickled into the MGM with them. And one of the ladies asked him to come to a hotel room. And <laughs> <laughs> Michael up said, yes, he's so wasted. He's a, he has nothing he can think of, but yes. To say so he says that and they get back to the hotel he strips nearly naked down to his underwear and passes out and wakes up the next morning and she's next to him when he goes to his phone to check it to probably text ashley and pretend he's at home the woman sneaks the photograph from the bed and you know she knows it's him because of those boxers she says that was all an essay and this is your rebuttal go <laughs> so here is why in this essay I will <laughs> I will explain why Michael is full of fucking shit because you know what say, what? I, say I even believed that you got so wasty that you agreed and then you passed out okay I'm not believing it but say I did the intent to cheat was still there you got in the cab and was making out with this bitch and made it to the hotel room where you just by the grace of God allegedly <laughs> your dick was still rock hard at the idea of sticking it in someone other than Ashley while she's out on a girl's trip with the fucking baby and that's why she should have left that damn baby with him that wasn't an option for him he always knew he was going to do this. He always knew exactly. it would come to this. Exactly. Which is my thing with there was always intent for him to cheat. When he was sober, there was intent. And when he got drunk, there was intent. If he happened to pass out, that's just his motherfucking karma that he passed out before he could do the deed. And still got caught anyway. Right. That sucks. You didn't even get to get dip your willy in anything before you were caught on national news via Gospel of the City. However, he was naked. That man had alleged sex because you don't you don't go somewhere and get wasted and you strip. If you're wasted, you don't take your clothes off. You pass out fully clothed or with one thing off. You don't pass out fully naked. I don't ever have the if I'm wasted like that, I don't ever have the time to strip down in my underwear. Maybe because I'm a female and I have a lot of shit on, but right. I don't know. So the fact that you're in your underwear, it looks like the morning after. It does. You probably put on your underwear to even get up because you don't know this woman. So you wouldn't just walk around a room naked. I don't think. I don't know. 
Maybe you were nervous about that. So you just put on your underwear to check your <laughs> phone. If she takes the picture, come fat chance, buddy. And there's only two times in my short life where I've been that wasted that like anything could have possibly happened. And I assure you both times I woke up in my clothes still. Exactly. <laughs> I did not have the the fucking fortitude to take my clothes to strip down to my boxers of all things not the boxers but you know what I mean strip down to my underwear of all things and then and then you pass out right then coming right and she didn't because even when you're passed out people fall asleep during sex all the time so she could just thought you fell asleep for a minute you know you mean to tell me nothing happened and they bring it up later but also there was such a time gap in between when he actually told her and when the picture had been taken or or when the news had broke i should say so even more to believe that there wasn't any truth to it like you just needed time to come up with a story and you told me when it was convenient for you yeah. you didn't come you didn't come forth and tell me this information so you're fucking lying you're you've been a liar you're going around telling people that you have a boyfriend and a wife Who's the boyfriend? Ashley doesn't seem to know. It's just she probably know. She probably makes Sunday dinner for the boyfriend. Don't be fooled by this woman. (laughs) Probably does. does. They have three sons, as she reveals, and um, and I think that's the least of their offenses. But anyway, that is not they. The very least they could have done was come forward with that. Let's talk about you're giving us a female female male threesome let's talk about the male male f- female threesomes i mean allegedly maybe they do like a cuckold situation you know? but i'm sure he joins in sometimes maybe he sits back sometimes maybe no he both. definitely joins in sometimes but i'm wondering like but then who's the third who's the man is it a black man probably because he likes that probably both they seem very open you, you know what i mean i think he joins i think he joins in when it's a white man but i think he just watches when it's a black man it watches her get <laughs> by a monster cock. <laughs> love that. Like, absolutely live and love that. No, but absolutely. But the I'm guy not, finishes in, but the guy finishes in his mouth, though. That's the scenario. Does that get cut? Allegedly. You know what? We're grown. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I think that stays, and it was all alleged. Mention it all! <laughs> why not? They mentioned it all, so why don't we? Why don't we? Okay. Um, anywho, so the only other thing I want to know is Ashley is chowing down in this scene. No problem. She's not <laughs> moved. She's not concerned. They've practiced and rehearsed this because, like I mentioned earlier, they had this conversation last night. They had more than enough time to prepare for this scene. They obviously prepared for this scene. This was not her first time hearing this information. They were just doing it for the cameras to get the continuity of the story. So we're hit to what's happening. So the next thing is the fourth wall is broken. It's shattered, quite honestly. Now, the producer walks down. Like, Michael is kind of like cut. Like, Michael's like, I've shown my whole life. And this, I cannot continue to do. Like, he's looking at the lights directly, and he keeps yelling for a beer. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> somebody give me a fucking beer, and somebody turn these cameras off. Also, side note, Ashley's eyeshadow, great. Yeah, it looks Love good. I wonder if she got it done. 
Or did she do it? It looks done. Her, her hair doesn't look done, though, so I don't... I don't know. She probably just got her makeup done before this scene, because she knew it was a big scene. Uh, Ashley looks so comfortable and secure because she knows that her bag is secure. She's not She's like, I'm going to... Not only do I have his children, but now... <laughs> The alimony is secure as fuck. Um, and James, the producer, comes down and then they tell him it's a wrap. No more shooting. And he kind of respects their wishes. They don't turn off the cameras at that exact moment. But yeah, they show us the behind the scenes. It's just so stimulating to see. Michael has back dimples. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't even talk about the shape. The shape is horrible. <laughs> horrible, but he has back dimples. I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that scene. Do you have any other thoughts for that scene? Ashley's just a really good actress because she knows she don't give a fuck about Michael or any of the cheating that he's doing anymore. <sighs> she's just again, like I like I will keep saying, she's just focused on securing her bag. And providing for her, well, her son, her soon-to-be-born child, and Miss Sheila. Okay, that's, those are the only people on her mind at this point. And clink, clink, cheers to that bitch. I'm curious as to what his net worth is. I need dollar signs. I need figures, you know? What do you think? If you had to guess, what would you put it at? I don't know. I'm not good at, like, net worth. But I, I do think he has a decent amount because... I don't ever really see him working. He was able to funnel a restaurant business of all businesses. Um, maybe double. Low double, though. But maybe double. If it's double, it's a go. If it's not double, she's a fool. <laughs> you would have to pay me double mil for this. No, 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 no. I... So that's why I'm going to give her the BOD. I'm going to say it's double, but low double, but I'm going to say it's double. Okay, so we're going for eight figures on that. If it's seven figures, she's a what? She's a fool. So moving <laughs> on, Monique is the next person up. It's her scene. And first note, she has a leave out sewing in. She looks gorgeous. And her hair is done. And she's meeting up with her team at the headquarters for Not For Lazy Moms. And yeah, so so are we is there anything else we first of all, okay. first of all, okay. first okay. of all, okay. Okay. Say what you have to say, say what you have to say, say what you have to say. Why the fuck do you have a headquarters? Hmm. <laughs> Why do you need an office space? Your shit is not even popping like that yet. <laughs> you also have a big McMansion and if not multiple properties. Why do you need an actual office space? Slow down. You can't hire like freelancers that can work from home and do the same work the spoiler is that they end up having to work from home after this probably because of COVID so it's like you got this office space for what I get like you want to get away from the kids okay fine don't have it at the house but you have multiple properties you say about it you talk about it all the time I just don't think there was any point in actually getting an office space before you were actually bringing in fucking revenue that makes no fucking sense I'm, Even bitches that sell their lashes know better than that. They sell their shit on motherfucking Instagram carts, okay? <laughs> yep. And then, if they need to, then they'll buy. She's an absolute fool. And the office looks like a decent size, as if there's people that go there every day, and multiple people. 
She lucky. She cute. Goddamn. I know. She <sighs> She truly was looking stunning during the scene, but she's so rotten, so evil. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Like I begrudgingly give her the fact that she's cute. <laughs> I'm not a liar, you know what I mean? So I gotta say she is, but it's just like whew. it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> she makes it really tough. So really tough. In this meeting, she's talking about meeting with her accountant to go over the facts and figures and figure out how much she spent. And she reveals that Chris will not be in the meeting. Her business partner doesn't want Chris in the meeting either. Um, because that's, you know, they they don't want to share how much money they've spent. So she is putting on a live event, which we alluded to earlier, which was what Candace pulled out of. And it was going to be about kind of about marriage, even though it's not for lazy moms. And she's having our queen Karen on the panel, along with her man Ray. And they're going to talk about being married for decades. And she wanted Candace and Chris on there, on the contrary, who have only been married for like a year or two. And it was something about like the honeymoon is over was the theme of it. And she said the reason for having them on and then calling it that was because they've been married a year and they haven't even had a honeymoon yet. Now, what do you feel about all of that there? The reason, first of all, the reason why they don't want Chris in this fucking meeting is because he's going to be the voice of fucking reason. And he's going to explain to them why it's so fucking stupid that they spent 200 grand on this project. Yeah. Um, with no discernible return on investment. You don't need to be a fucking business major. You don't need <laughs> to know that that makes absolutely no sense. Right. This, this makes, um, it's just common sense. That's all it takes. Can a, a successful podcast bring in that much money? Absolutely. Are you there yet? No. And so I'm looking in the scene and I'm like, so you're in this office space, which I already have a problem with because it's a podcast. You don't necessarily need an office space just yet. Um, and your office space is is the office space just to talk about the podcast, or is it for the podcast itself? Like I'm really confused. Yeah. Two. Because that could, again, that could be we could talk about the podcast online. Two, I'm looking and I'm seeing all this paraphernalia. I'm seeing not for lazy moms mugs. Come on moms, now, pens, not for lazy moms. You know, pins and badges and all this other shit. And I'm like, listen, I get wanting when you. And and I have and I and I'm like this too. When I when I want to do something, I want to do it. You know what I mean? I want to do it to the best of my ability, the best of my resources. Right. I want it to look like I thought about it. I want it to not be cheap. I want it to not be low budget. I understand that completely. However, putting this much forward into the podcast that has not proven itself yet. Even if you had like a little bit of success, a little bit of whatever, as she mentioned, um, prior to her going on maternity leave, even if you had that little bit of success, it is not proven itself yet for you to be buying all of this. Wh- who is the market that's buying all of this? You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't buy paraphernalia and, and shit for your brand unless there is there is some sort of market for it. 
Otherwise, it's a waste of money. If no one's saying, damn, I want to wear a Not For Lazy Moms t-shirt, then why are you making Not For Lazy Moms t-shirts? You see what I'm saying? If that's the case, then you make that shit for the people in your office, the five of (laughs) y'all, and y'all wear it around town. And if more and more people inquire about it, then that's fine. But we know people aren't inquiring about it because there was 300 tickets for the live sale and you've only sold 20. You're not there yet. And it's okay for you to not be there yet. Like, that's okay. Like, you, you, you're you jumping the gun here. Like, I don't know how you can really sit in front of your husband and say that you spent $200,000 on this project. I think that's really a nuts, astronomical amount of money for a fucking podcast. I can guarantee you no one has spent two hundred k up front for their fucking podcast. The figure is asinine, A. <laughs> <laughs> B... The merch is a cry for help. She is <laughs> like, she is really like putting her all into things into a way that's blown out of proportion to what it is. You, even if you have to get an office, it looks like the scale of this office does not quite match where your brand is at the moment. And see, I'm curious as to what poll she ran what sample size she took to take a survey of who was crying for the merch. Like, you just did that on your own. And that's dumb. Like, you need to be 5150. Are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously. You cut your card. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're out of hand. I'm, I'm all in support. I get it. I, see, and that's why I just feel like it's a problem nowadays because I feel like we look at celebrities and we just see, um, we see their finished product, right? And so we automatically jump to give out of like the quote unquote finished product, right? But it's like, baby girl, like you're not them. Yeah, Kim K with Skims went all out like her first product line, but it's also Kim K. She there's the she knows that there's gonna be people that are gonna buy it. She has the marketing. You know what I mean? So it's like... Right, she probably actually had people trying on her product and, like, giving feedback and, like, people who were looking forward to it and people, like, tweeting the hashtag. I'm sure there was a lot going behind what she had going on. And And like you said, it's Kim. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And prior to that, we knew Kim for wearing fucking Spanx. We knew her for wearing shapewear even while she was fucking pregnant. Mm -hmm. She said on the show multiple times why she did. It was also to prevent stretch marks. So there was just so many reasons why she did it. And we associated Kim with shapewear anyway. So same for KKW and the contouring shit. Exactly. Which even in my opinion, that even came out too late. But Way yeah. too late. The fact that Kylie's makeup came out before hers is ridiculous. <laughs> was ridiculous. Um, even if she was in works before Kylie, it just didn't look, it just wasn't a good look in my opinion. But hey, I get that Monique wanted to give out a finished product quote-unquote but i think she did too much too soon i think she should have capped her budget at like really max like 80 grand if that even to be honest i I really need to see an itemized list as to why it came out to two hundred thousand dollars. i'm not gonna lie like i'm not really understanding how that happened also she's paying people's full salary that's where i started to go ah okay things are starting to click into place to me she looks like she has quite a few people on the payroll what are they doing buying the merch and like designing the merch clearly and like that no but what are they doing though 
okay, whatever, fine. They're they're designing the merch. They're designing your. They're planning this I event. Think... They're uh, editing the I podcast. Think... Maybe uh, they're answering emails. Uh, I'm the making only shit up. You need right because <laughs> the only people you really really need you could do it yourself, but the only people that you really needed was a graphic designer. Um, so that's somebody who can you know make your shit for whatever, and then the digital marketer, which is kind of the same thing. So I get having those people um, because, you know, we got to do our own shit and I'd be really annoyed. Like, it's not my, it's not even that I mind doing it. Yeah, It's not my expertise. And it's not that I mind doing it, but it's hard to do that shit when you got other shit to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't sit and like make graphics all damn day when you got, you know, other life obligations. Um, so I get hiring those people to do it. But the merch, I keep going back to the merch. I think having merchandise is really ridiculous. I just can't get over it. And having to have somebody who who is responsible for designing the merch, that's dumb. They're running off with your money and they're not even telling you. And quite honestly, what are these people that you're hiring doing if you are trying to sell 300 tickets and they've only sold 20 for you? You're not doing your job then. Who's responsible for that? Someone on the payroll has to step up to the plate. <laughs> you know, the girl looked, she said, yeah, we've only sold 20, but you know, there's still time. And she said that because she knew she sounded dumb coming to me talking about you've only sold 20 of my tickets. What am I paying you to do? I want to know how much the tickets were because when they ask her if she can do a giveaway or anything like that, she says, no, I've put too much money in. What are they? Thousand dollar tickets. You can't, you've already spent $200,000. What's giving away two tickets, like a pair of two tickets for two friends to come. But what is 20 tickets? I could do 20 tickets right now. So confusing to me. <laughs> and also on the topic of having Candace on the, the, the podcast to talk about, the fact that she's never been on a honeymoon, I'm like, oh, to me, that's shady in and of itself. Like, why does she need to talk about that? That doesn't does even make sense. Like, how are you on your honeymoon phase if you haven't been on a honeymoon? Like, that's not, that doesn't make one plus two doesn't equal four. I don't, I'm confused. They're saying, like, yeah, because they're saying, like, oh, you're out of the honeymoon phase and you never even, she's just saying that you've never even been in the honeymoon phase because you never had a honeymoon. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, what are you saying? That's like, not what the honeymoon phase means. Yeah, it doesn't um, mean when you go on a trip, you go on that trip and that's the, the only honeymoon phase. You're supposed to have a whole honeymoon phase, like, after you get married, regardless of however you get married. I'm like, that's not the point. I'm like, there's so many people. And then you're just you just sound out of you sound like a hater and you sound out of touch. I'm like, there's plenty of people that have gotten married um and did not have a honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's not like a like a really abnormal thing. Maybe for somebody who's like on this kind of a show, um, you would have expected them to have that. But I'm just like, why does it bother y'all? If that's how they're rocking, that's how they're rocking. Let it like, you know what I mean? Like. Why do I need to come on your show to talk about it? So I just feel like that inherently was kind of shady. And I, so I'm not really surprised that Candace wanted to drop out of that anyway. I'm like, why the f- We're not even cool. You're being disrespectful to me. And now you want me to talk about some shit where you can be further rude to me? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you're just, you're doing a lot and it's not good stuff. It's bad stuff. And 
if like you said if you don't give a fuck about candace that's fine but then don't cover it up as oh i just want my friend to support me like ooh, be there for me da 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 like as friends i if you love someone you would still do this it's like if i love someone i wouldn't make them look like a buffoon on a live panel at a podcast event like that's rude listen as soon as monique had that thought like oh i'm concerned that they may flop on me as soon as she had that shit in her belly she should have been making a fucking contingency plan a plan b that should have alerted you like i'm having this this little piece of intuition you know you're no dean you know i get it but you're having this piece of intuition and you need to move with that the fact that you didn't have a contingency plan in place to replace Candace and Chris when you knew that you were having these issues with Candace is really dumb to me. Um, Again, I would have to look at her team and ask whose job is it to have the backups? Otherwise, what are you doing? What is this team doing? <laughs> I feel like they doodle <laughs> on Not For Lazy Moms merch all day. Like, I'm so <laughs> confused as to what's happening because nothing is in place. And I'm looking, and they got fucking champagne glass flutes and shit, and they're, like, drinking out of champagne in the office. I'm like, yo, we only sold 20 out of 300 tickets. Why are y'all drinking champagne? Ain't nothing to celebrate. Like, I feel I feel crazy. Like, I feel like I'm fucking Joe Budden. Like, I feel like I'm bugging out because I'm just like, what are y'all doing? If I was Chris, I would be so pissed. And now I'm starting to look at his mother differently. I hate to say it. Uh, what's her name? What's her uh, first name? I'm gonna call her Bertha for now because I don't remember. No, stop. We're gonna Google it. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Shirley Samuels. I mean, was Bertha that far off? Come on. Anyway, I'm starting to look at Shirley differently. I am. Mm-hmm. She said, "You need to get a job." <laughs> I'm like. She do need to get a job. If she gonna be spending $200,000 on the podcast and ain't nobody doing a damn job on this motherfucking podcast, then you need to get a job. Your job could be this podcast. All of the day-to-day, the bookings, the emails, the all of the day-to-day could be what you're doing for your job. Isn't that your job besides the mom stuff? Of course, you, you're doing that as well. But if you're supposed to be looking for a job outside of the home, this would be a great time for you to step up. And I don't see you taking any initiative. You know, it's an I, I, I almost feel bad because she she in her mind she is taking all this initiative, and she is she is you know <laughs> the pilot to this doomed plane. <laughs> just like it's just, yeah, <laughs> you're not moving well. <laughs> it's it's honestly laughable. I'm just I I can't get over the fact that they have they're drinking champagne. Like, she didn't just comfortably sit there and say that they only sold 20 tickets. And no one feels any pressure by that? And again, she can't even give away a pair of tickets for free to get the ball rolling. (laughs) I'm so confused. That bottle of champagne, you could have went without that bottle and put that money toward giving away a pair of tickets for a couple or two friends. I'm like, you draw the line at the fucking giveaway? (laughs) That's why I'm like, the tickets must be a thousand ahead. Because otherwise... Why wouldn't you, you simply give a couple line. away? I really need to know how much these fucking tickets are. I really, really need boots on the ground because let me see if I can Google that too. Hold on. If this shit is only like twenty dollars and she can't sell more than twenty, then I'm a freak. Uh I'm dead. We're offering two lucky winners a pair of tickets each. 
<laughs> so she ended up having to do the giveaway. Okay. VIP is $65. It includes priority seating, complimentary champagne, private meeting, private meet and greet with the podcast team and special guests, and not for lazy mom swag. You guessed it. Um, front premiere, which I'm assuming is just sitting in the front, is $25. Premiere is $20. And bar stool, which I'm assuming is sitting on a bar stool in the back, is $15. <laughs> <laughs> yikes so the the cheapest is 15 and the most expensive is 65 mm-hmm. hopefully she sold 20 of the VIPs <laughs> <laughs> I hope something tells me probably not let me see what level the giveaway was giving watch it be like fucking virtual fucking hell. Mm, they don't specify they don't want you to know it's probably the basic package, the premiere twenty dollars seat. I'm gonna say it's probably the front premiere. That's decent. Oh, you're giving front premiere. Okay, maybe yeah, maybe it's a front premiere. I mean, that's the only thing that's worth. You're gonna give me a free ticket for a bar stool? Come on, get the fuck. No, out not bar stool. There's in between. There's just premiere. I assumed it was just premiere. Oh, I mean, okay. But you're right. Maybe it's probably front premiere. You're right. Okay. There'll be no VIP, but maybe front premiere. Well, maybe uh, premiere. I don't know. It just can't be Barstool. That's what I, <laughs> I need the people to come on the pod if it was Barstool. <laughs> He's going to talk about their experience. I need the two lucky quote-unquote winners <laughs> to come to the fucking podcast and talk about it. Wow. Oh, shit. I didn't get that. We actually <laughs> milked so much out of this here. What the fuck? <laughs> We're not even into the fucking, fucking episode. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking I'm shit! So much to fucking edit. We I got know. we got so much. <laughs> we got more out of this than the fucking Michael scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Monty because said we're Michael... fools. We're fucking fools. We'd be finding anything to talk about. What the fuck? That's because Michael keeps doing the same shit. It's like whatever, fine. But there's shit to mind even... with this Monique shit. Yeah, she's the villain of this story, and she's doing dumb shit also. So it's it's just. Honestly, mind blowing. Okay, let's continue. (laughs) We have to go on a tangent there. Okay, Giselle shows up in a dirty red pleather top with (laughs) pilgrim sleeves. I'm not sure what to call a puffy sleeve. It's a wrap dress, but also peplum. But it's a top. It's a wrap top, peplum bottom. She also has some sort of. It looks like something you would wear under like a formal ball gown, like something to snatch your body, but it's not like lacy or sexy. It's truly just like standard. So she has that, I'm assuming, as the bra, but it's peeking out because the top also has a plunging neckline. So she has on a pair of glasses I feel like I saw on Tumblr in like, what year was that? 2012? <laughs> Definitely 2012 tumbler glasses um a chandelier earring of course she never misses a beat on that and she's walking into the furniture store as she's going to shop for her new home and she's meeting with robin robin walks in first thing she says are those prescription fuck you <laughs> you know what's crazy I thought Giselle looked decent. And that's just because I'm comparing her to like all her other outfits. 
this is the most palatable of them all, to be honest. I'm not going to fake. I'm not going to fake. I think I've seen her in a lot worse. Luckily on this one, she just went with a simple tight black jean. She did nothing crazy with the fit on it. It was just ripped at the knee. And then she just did a Mm -hmm. black pump that was, for her, relatively calm. It's yeah. usually she just has too much on. She doesn't, the top is too much itself, but luckily she didn't go ape shit with everything else except for the glasses and the top do not go together whatsoever. I wouldn't have done, yeah, I wouldn't do the glasses and the earrings. I would snatch those off. I would do just a plain stud earring. Um, and the bag wasn't my favorite either. And then her nails never match. And I'm not saying that her nails need to match. But she picks colors that are like unmatchable. They're always tacky. That's the moral of the story. The shades are tacky, so they're not any sort of neutral. They're not any sort of, even if it's a pop of color, there's certain pops of colors that go with everything. She never chooses those. It's always something else. A weird shade as well. It's never the right shade of what the color is. Right. And Robin's outfit's weird, but I mean, it usually, she's not a fashionista, her damn self, so. Right, she has on some sort of strange graphic sweater with like colorful butterflies as the base is black. Large hoop, red lip. She looks pretty with the red lip. Her hair looks like she cut it over the sink herself, but she slicked it over today. <laughs> very, very. And her makeup is barely there except for the red lip, which the red lip again looks nice on her. Um, do they do anything? I didn't even notice the guitar bag. I'm actually vomiting. That sounds good. <laughs> 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 Wait, I just took it to the next level for me. Wow. The diamond encrusted graphic guitar bag. <laughs> oh my God. I when I when you said you didn't like the bag, I just assumed it was gonna be like some like Louis. I don't know why in my mind I was like, okay. But I was like, okay, at least it'll match, whatever. I didn't expect it to not match at all. Nope. She tried to match with the earrings. Um, in the glasses, I guess, but it's not <laughs> it's the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming at the idea that she thinks it matches the glasses. <laughs> just, it just wasn't. Um, so they sit down to kind of talk about the gossip of the city news and so while because they're talking about that, they're talking about the fact that Robin accidentally sent the Gossip of the City article to Ashley instead of to Sharice, who she intended to send it to. Fuck her for slithering her way out of that scenario. And she just asked, what do you want us to do with this? What did you think of her come back with that? I'm not really quite understanding how she sent it to Ashley instead of Sharice, but okay. They show that picture from the back. They start out far and they zoom in. <laughs> it's insane. Oh my gosh, we don't need that picture any closer. There's no need to zoom. The widescreen version of it is just fine. Yeah, is there anything else missing that we need to speak about? Um, Robin kind of catches Giselle up on what happened when she went to her literary award and about how Monique and Candace are an irreparable place. They can't get anything together and she's letting her know like they're not it's not gonna work and Giselle's like the rest of us and wondering what the fuck is up Monique's ass <laughs> she proposes a wine tasting as a way for the ladies to get together and I don't know just have a good night together 
Of course, it's at Giselle's messy ass event that this shit goes down. Of course, her messy energy was all over that event. Mm-hmm. And she had them in harsh conditions so that they would be like tense. The fact that it was like cold and they had to stand up and they were drunk, it was like she wanted it to go down. You know what I mean? I was to say, like, who said, like, oh, look, a water should be fine. Yeah, let's get these bitches fucking full of fucking alcohol. That's gonna wind them down. I mean, come on. And even if you do, can you take them to a nicer place so they would feel like they couldn't get away with it? You took them to a fucking right, barn outside. A fucking barn. Yeah. <laughs> she took them to the back of the barn outside so they could fucking fight. That right. looks so like the place you would shoot fight. Them in the fucking head, exactly. Wendy is in the next scene. Her and her wig are going with her and her son to go watch her son cruise, do karate. He wants to be what was it, a Ninja Turtle, something like that. Power Ranger. Power Ranger. Ha ha. So this is Power Ranger training. And he goes off to do his thing. And Wendy's talking about how her maternity leave is coming to a close. Um, she and her way. Yeah, I'm like, uh, we don't really have to cover this scene. Just know that she and her way are considering not going back to Johns Hopkins because <laughs> it's not worth the time. It was just a really wiggy wig, and it, it it just wasn't worth the time. Like she really likes this freelancing stuff, and she doesn't really want to give it up for the professor stuff. She loves the limelight. Right. The professor was her mom's dream, and now it's time for Wendy to follow her own dream. She loves the camera. She doesn't want to give it up. So I doubt she'll give it up. So that's yeah. So that's what she's considering. How do you feel about her husband? Um. I'm really, I'm really torn on him because a part of me thinks he's like cute and like quiet and like cool, and then another part of me thinks he has secrets. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just too supportive. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> and I hate to even think like that, you know? I, I'm like, is that me being bitter and scarred, or is that just the reality? Like. She was talking about, I want to quit my job, my high-paying, high-polluting job. And he was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's a lot to think about. What? He's no Chris Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Shit. Or Jamal Bryant or fucking Juan Dixon. I mean, <laughs> if Wendy's lucky enough to get the scene two, because we know she'll take the season two, it's up to Bravo if they'll give it to her. If they give it to her, um, I think it'll be interesting to see their dynamic next season and see if any skeletons come out of either of their closets or just like they show their asses on TV. I just would be intrigued to see what kind of guy that guy is. Nothing else happens in that scene. So we'll move on from that. Um, That was filler, quite honestly. And the next scene is Monique. She's going on a walk in her neighborhood with her hubby Chris and cute baby Chase. So do you want to tell the people kind of what they were talking about on this walk here? So Monique and her husband are walking. Monique has her not for lazy mom's mug in her hand. (laughs) I knew I knew you would have to bring that up. Keep going. You know I'm obsessed with merchandise so now I gotta talk about it anytime I see it. I'm gonna give her what she's asking for. And so she's telling him, you know, about the podcast. He's like, how's it doing? She was like, it's doing, which (laughs) (laughs) we all know that's always code for, you know, it's not that great. 
And, you know, he's like, yeah, I can tell you've been a little bit stressed lately, ripping and running. She's a little bit nervous um, because she really needs to sell these tickets and she needs for it to be a hit. Then she lets him know that she's only sold 20 tickets at this point out of 300. And he's like, that's it? Which is basically what we're all wondering. Like, what the fuck is going on that you only sold 20 out of 300? Right. Um. So him being the businessman that he is, he's like, okay, well, it seems like you're not going to sell a whole lot of tickets. So maybe you just cut back on some of the stuff and, you know, downsize so you can save some costs. She immediately catches an attitude and she's like, okay, like, and she's basically like, I don't want to do that. And then he asked how much she spent and she said that she spent close to 200000 And he says, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lord. that summed it up. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, that's a lot of money. She's like, I mean, it's like startup costs. He's and like, he's just wondering. Over. It's not an investment. And he's like, if you're not investing, then you got to shut it down. And so she automatically like bucks up. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you talking about shutting my shit down. And he's like, okay, well, you like cut me off before I could finish. And so I kind of get where like, they were both coming from in that aspect. Because I can, I can see why she feels like, oh, my God, like, they're telling me to shut it down. Like, I ain't even get started yet. And I understand that. But in his mind, he's just, he's not thinking of it as she is from, like, an emotional standpoint, as, you know, putting her effort into it. He's just thinking about it from a straight business model perspective. It's the same thing with Ashley and Michael when Ashley was putting her heart into the the fucking restaurant and Michael was just seeing their dollars circling the drain. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, thinking from a pure business model, it's, like, it's not giving you a return on your investment you got to downsize. It's not giving you a return on investment. You got to cut it out. Like, that's it. So, like, you refuse to downsize and you refuse to stop. So, what's going to happen is he's just going to end up refusing to give you the money. I, in my opinion, that would be the smart thing to do at this point. This train is going to nowhere. <laughs> There's no reason why you're exceeding $200,000. Let alone what your business partner is putting in, too. You all are spending close to half a mil, I'm sure. Ridiculous. Anywho. um, I... I feel like after the podcast, spend what you want on the podcast. That has already happened. It's already what it is. After the podcast, we have a business analyst come in. And we talk about where we can just cut some costs here. I understand it may involve laying a few people off or making them part-time. But that's your fault that you took on and you bit more off than you could chew. I'm sorry. You'll have to deal with that. That's part of being a business owner and being an adult. So we do that. We figure out ways that you can do more labor and your partner could do more labor, how to fit that into your schedule. Look at other spots. Let's get a realtor in here. I mean, let, let's do some stuff after the podcast event. That's not even an option for her. They're not even, it's either cut cost for this podcast event or like in the podcast. Totally. I, it's like, there's no in between. There's no, she can't just budget. I, I'm confused. That's what I'm saying. Like, I need an itemized list because I'm not understanding when you throw out that figure to me. I don't know what that means. Um, and it seems like Chris doesn't understand either. So then she proceeds to 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 go in and dog Candace, which her favorite thing to do. Yeah, because Candace dropped out. But again, why are we shocked that Candace doesn't want to do it now? Because you've been such a wretched bitch to her. One and two, 
you already had like an inkling that she was going to drop out anyway. You should have had a contingency plan. I don't know why you're blaming Candace for this. And also, I'm not smart enough to know if you need someone to do you a favor, be a little nicer to them so that they actually do you the favor. I mean, this is not the time to be very mean and very rude if you're expecting someone to do a favor for you. So your timing is off. And if she had done it for you, you actually owed her a lot more than just like a, okay, we're fine. Or like, we're still at the place we are. You would owe her a, let's repair our friendship. Also, and then she's mad because what she's really mad at is that she feels like Candace has now inconvenienced her because now she has to go back and change the flyer and, you know, all sorts of other stuff, which makes you even sound more fake because it's like... You're not even mad that I'm back backing out because you because it's like something meaningful to you because whatever. It's really more so the fact that you spent all this money already and now you gotta spend more to get somebody else and to also change the flyer. But I'm also just confused as to what is the cost in changing the flyer? Did she print the flyers out already? Why would you print them out already? Yeah, right. She says she has like a hundred, two hundred sitting in the garage. A, you have office space. B why did you print these out so far in advance? You're not prepared for anything else, but the flyers are more than printed. It's because she cares about the way things look. And then I need to bring it back to what the flyer looks. I would like to put the, the, the flyer. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. okay. Right <laughs> I would like to put the flyer on display. In particular, I would like to pose the question, is Monique laying down or sitting up in the photograph of her? Because A, her hips are out. She shows her back and her hips. And it's a back shot and she's like it's a little more arm though and then the hawk like the hair the way the hair looks looks like she's laying on the ground head up it looks like she's laying on the ground the way the arm is placed all that looks like she's laying on the ground but the body looks standing up i'm so and if she's not laying down what is the hair doing also they couldn't have used a more terrible photo of candace or karen in my opinion monique looks disgusting as well everyone looks gross in these pictures Karen looks nuts. <laughs> Karen is going to be freaking pissed. You are such a fucking bitch. You know that does not look good. That The nose alone would be the picture. I, I wouldn't shoot that picture because of it. so strong in pictures sometimes. It's crazy. Um, Stop. That is so mean. She, But down to she chose a bad photo of herself. And what is this color scheme? I just... First of all, you need to be mad. This is what they gave you. This is the finished product. First, it's so busy, first of all. I can't even tell where it's located until about 10 minutes later I see that it just so happens to be a city winery. You wouldn't even notice that. Right. It's, it's location, sponsored by, like, what is that? And then, why is it blue and orange but your, but your logo is, like, yellow? It's... Right, and she tries to bring it all together with that, like, colorful bar below the logo the logo needs a little bit of work i don't know if i love the mustard color or chartreuse i can't tell what shade that is and saturday at 11 a.m who wants to go to a winery saturday at 11 a.m and then the title it doesn't even seem like the title and then you have any quotes yeah you said like it's a quote of yours i would think it was your tagline or something I just want the people to understand I'm not really purposely trying to dog her because it is a lot to go out there and do your own thing. And look, you can look and listen to our podcast. There are some episodes (laughs) 
that are not our best. There's some editing mm-hmm. that's not our best. There's some Absolutely. Posts, lots of posts on Instagram that's clearly not the best ever, not the most creative even. And that's fine. But I also didn't spend a dime. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Truly. spend $200,000. So for me, it's like I'm trying to look because I'm like, you spent 200 grand. Where is the 200 grand going? This flyer, I could have done myself. This is fucking PowerPoint. Yeah, I was just about to say, it looks like one of the themes on PowerPoint, those bars at the bottom, those are like the colors they'll show you. You know what I mean? And this, that's exactly how it would turn out. This is the flyer option on fucking Microsoft Word. Like, I can get this for free right now. I can go into Google Doc and type in whatever and get this. Like, this is not, I just spent $200,000 for it. This is not, I'm mad at Candace because now i got to change all of this. Because this shouldn't have even been a fucking final production anyway. And why would you why would you print out these fucking flyers that far in advance for a show in October? And nothing else is buttoned up. You don't even have tickets sold, but you have hundreds of flyers printed out, ready to go. And it's also we live in a different time. Where are these flyers going? At the mall or something? Like where are you at the local Target? I'm not quite understanding where we would see this. Now, if it was all digital, it don't it don't take nothing to crop Candace out and expand Ladam or to crop her out and place somebody back in. So if if that's what I'm not understanding. So either you printed them out and that was just dumb because why would you print it out so far fucking far in advance? Um yeah. or it's all digital anyway and you're just complaining just to complain because you're lying because you just want to have something to say about Candace. Either way. You're fucked, but it's your fault. You're fucked. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's tough to have sympathy when you're acting like a dummy. Print out 50 Macs. If you need to print some, keep one for memorabilia, hang it up in the office. And then we hang out. A, I mean, we hand out a few. I'm still at a loss as to who's standing on the corner, who's getting the salary job to stand on the corner to hand out these flyers. What corner are they standing at? Where are they located? Where could I find, if I wanted this flyer, if I wanted, if I'm supposed to be caught and catch this advertisement, where would I be catching this advertisement? Like, if you don't use your social media at this point, you got a platform. It's called television. It's free, fucking free advertising. Why are you paying for advertising? She will occurs. All right. Well, we've beat a dead horse here, but the moral of the story is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly we could go on and on because it just, it's not making sense to us. And I'm not even like, I'm not Team Monique. I'm not really hiding that fact, you know, but I, <laughs> I'm no Bethany Frankel. I'm no Ramona Singer. I support women, okay? And, <laughs> <laughs> women supporting other women over here, okay? We're women supporting other women. And I'm not even asking for perfection because I'm not capable of giving perfection. But what I am asking for is for you to. And I get that you want to prove yourself, but what I'm asking for is that in order for you to prove yourself, you have to do logical things, and you're not being very logical right now, in my opinion. Mm. Who am I? But I'm somebody that didn't spend 200 grand on the podcast. That's who I am. So, right, we're we're two people <laughs> who could both sell 20 tickets, and one of us spent 200,000, one of us didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm hearing that's but, it hey um so the next scene 
is Robin pulling up to her parents' house. Sorry, I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> yeah, please, we can not talk about it because they wasn't saying nothing. They weren't saying nothing, but I sure did see a visual I liked. It was a visual from, it was like a little throwback photo of them, like her parents, along with her and Juan Dixon. And I must say two things. A, oh, brother. <laughs> no, they're, believe it or not, both of them, I think, are positive. One, Robin was actually a very, very, very stunning young woman. I don't think I understood. You know what I mean? I'm so used to seeing her now that I couldn't even, I've never imagined her as like a 20-something, you know, 30-something, like a hot piece of ass like that. I, I, I understand why her and Juan were like, you know what I mean? They met young and they locked in. They're both gorgeous. That's one. And two, I will say... I don't know if I had ever thought about a young Juan Dixon either. I don't know if I was thinking about what he looked like younger. And but she looks he, the same. He literally looks the same. I it's so funny. He just looks like a little little more pip squeaky, but really the same. But it's nice that her parents stepped up for him in a major way since his mother I mean his father died and I know his mom was an addict. I think she died as well, but um so they both stepped up to be kind of his surrogate parents and they're just kind of talking about that. I would <laughs> like to say that her finger tattoo is fading and her mother makes a nice note that says it's like hideous and she shouldn't have got it basically. She said they didn't do a good job right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's always ready to dog. You don't think I've noticed that, that it faded? You don't have to tell me that. But I mean, the tattoo was a dumb idea from the beginning. She just looks so frumpy in that confessional with the glitter dress. I hate that type of sequin. Whatever type of sequin that is, whatever name that is, I hate that. She just can't dress. It's really crazy. It doesn't even fit. Like, it's too fashion big. On her, it's not her thing. She does not have a passion for fashion job. So lackluster. Anyway, the next scene... Oh, baby Dean, here he is. And he's accompanied by Miss Sheila and Ashley and her young sister, a 14-year-old Jessica, who we're meeting for the first time. But we know her father from being the evil man in the past that has, like, driven a wedge between Miss Sheila and Ashley. The daughter looks like Ashley and Miss Sheila. Um, and I was interested to find out she had this sister because we had just... I don't know if I really understood that she had that brother she had that we met earlier this season either. Has she talked about these people prior? I didn't really remember that, but I don't really remember much. So, but I too was very shocked by this new family tree branch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she may have mentioned that like her mom did have a kid with the guy that she found toxic, but definitely the older brother had no idea about that dude. So he showed up on cam. So the sister, <laughs> um, the sister is looking for a dress at this boho chic kind of store. She says she's looking for a form-fitting homecoming dress, so something slutty and. But she's not going to find at gossip. Um, the boho <laughs> chic All they have are mommy frocks at gossip, and obviously this is like a 
Ashley staple. Like this is one of her go-to shopping spots. And this is not exactly the place to go. And it just gave me shades of, I remember the days in high school of having to go shopping with your mom and she picks out shit that's cute for her. She'd be like, isn't this cute? Like, no, for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, what's cute. crazy is like, they purposely try to like misunderstand what you're saying. She keeps saying she wants something form-fitting tight. She's she's trying on these dresses and she's purposely like tugging it so you can see that it's how she wants it on her body. And they purposely keep saying, "No, you want she wants she likes that, right?" No, I want to hoe down at the fucking throwdown. Okay, I want this shit glued to my waist. Preferably titties out. And I want it short, damn near showing my ass. That's what the girls are into these days. I don't know why we're pretending like we don't understand. It's just, it was, I was frustrated for a poor child. I didn't see nary bodycon there. So there was nothing there for her. As soon as she walked in and said that she wanted a short, poor fitted dress, I was like, I would have walked the fuck out. I'm like, because this is not the store. I could tell already. They have long, dangly necklaces. This is not the place. This looks like somewhere where Countess Luann shops for like days. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is where a grown woman shops. I see a lot of moo's. I see a lot of like hats. I see a lot of sandals, a lot of cork wedges. I see a lot of that. Kind of shit. <laughs> I see a lot of like lace and Azteca print. Like <laughs> it's just really upsetting. And it and it has like that Pinterest classic font, so you just know what they're on. I wonder if gossip is still open. I wonder if uh, COVID was good to them or not. Hmm. Hopefully, the riots didn't destroy it, and then if it made it through the riots, <laughs> <laughs> COVID didn't either. Oh, we're bitches! What anyway. a year! <laughs> anyway, um, so Dean. If you'll notice, it's quite calm, but it's the calm before the storm. <laughs> as, as <laughs> when he was on cue with it, do you understand that I actually paused the TV show? Because I my hands started to get a little sweaty. I feel like he was kind of looking like he I'm no, scared because, that he has like bugged my house or something. something. I knew he was up to something because as soon as she started, first of all, he looked into the camera. He looked directly sure into the camera and directly into my eye. And I knew, I was like, oh shit, the Dean, the fucking mastermind, is about to give it to me. He's about to do it. He broke the fucking fourth wall. He and always does. As soon as she started talking about Michael, the minute, we're talking about to the millisecond, the minute it like got, it went from her brain to her fucking mouth. The minute that fucking neuron snaps started working, he immediately started shaking and shivering. <laughs> <laughs> Tossing his arms out, fingers spread as he's like planning things out with his hands. And then he starts lashing his back out a little bit. The legs are kind of like in a bicycle motion. He's really cooking shit up. And you can see all of the power, like the electricity leaving his body to fuel this moment. It's <laughs> he's wild. a lot of facial expressions. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> it chills me to the bone that <laughs> God damn. I was, it was truly, 
like we're in spooky season it was the first time i had okay spooky season is amongst us i felt like i was watching the first scary movie of the season yeah, yeah is for sure fucking chucky you're you said this it one, once he's definitely chucky i told you he is this was fucking halloween town I'm, this I'm, is I'm fucking halloween it. town i'm in a perfect <sighs> halloween town store the Halloween Town plot line with the girl trying to find a homecoming dress. Like, I'm literally in this fucking movie. This man is literally a mastermind. Anyway. I once called him Dean the Intuitive, and he'll continue to be Dean the Intuitive. And, you know, until he proves us otherwise, and he hasn't proved us otherwise. Right. He... So she starts breastfeeding him, and now he's sucking the life force out of her. <laughs> <laughs> he's draining her more than he has already done so. But what's wild is I love how Ashley is normalizing breastfeeding it needs to be normalized anyway but she's really quick to take a tit out and just feed her baby and just look so natural it doesn't look weird you know what i mean it's just like yeah whatever like my baby's hungry i need to feed my baby i didn't even notice he was breastfeeding until i looked closer i was like oh shit her titties out yeah just standing at the store with a mom like you know like moms are amazing like only a woman a man would never just be able to pull something like that off you know what i mean like uh, a woman's power her her tits are more on the smaller side anyway like my big titted ass can't get away with that shit um you'd see a lot <laughs> first of all they would call 911 on me or perform yeah, citizen's have, arrest <laughs> yeah the little cute little blanket on top you know what i mean one of those but um but yeah yeah i can only be so lucky to pull my tit out and be okay <laughs> um, <laughs> um so, are even bigger than mine everyone so like let's, yeah yeah so let's talk about that <laughs> not until i get surgery can i pull my tit out and even then i won't be pulling it out <laughs> so don't worry about it um yeah so at the same time that miss sheila is getting a speech she's getting on her soapbox when she's with a piece of shit telling her daughter not to be with a piece of shit and she's reassuring her mother like look i am not afraid to leave michael i've done it once before i can do it again um i just want you to know that yeah (sighs) liar liar hoe on fire she definitely (laughs) she definitely is afraid to leave him for some reason if she, like maybe it's the waiting to just have the second kid to amp up the money, but also something about it seems like every time some sort of trauma happens, it brings them closer, and then they have a baby in the response. So I don't really know when the timing which of her leaving is going to be. Which is Dean? Whoa, not Dean! Oh my God, Dean's he's seeping into my core. Um, which <laughs> <is your> <laughs> we're both going to wake up. <laughs> I have to get like a priest in here to like it's gonna be full like we're gonna be <laughs> what's that fucking horror movie where their bodies are possessed what the fuck is that shit the exorcist yeah it's gonna be full exorcist shit and we're gonna be like saying like ding 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 like die like, be... <laughs> he's totally gonna take over our bodies Oh, I feel shit. him. I'm already a percentage of Dean. That's why I was had to pause it when I saw this. I'm like, oh my god, he's beginning to take over. He always looks in the camera and catches my eye, and I always catch it. Like it doesn't matter if I'm fast forwarding. I always end up falling on that scene. It's really crazy. <sighs> that fucker. 
But anyway, it's Michael's worst nightmare that she keeps getting pregnant also, but it's honestly fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you could keep it in your pants for a couple hours, I'm sure it wouldn't come to that. If you got a snip snip, if, it, if you were really pressed about it. It's giving me Courtney and Scott vibes when Courtney just like literally refused to stop getting pregnant. <laughs> he was so disappointed every time she would say she was pregnant. He's like, fuck. <laughs> because every time she would let him finally have sex, it was only so she could get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, she totally only did it when she was ovulating. And I also love that literally one of the times he was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking con artist? God damn it. You snuck me into this one. We only had sex once. But I'm crying that he kept getting snuck into it. I mean, babe. <laughs> How many times are you getting conned into these pregnancies? She's not spontaneously trying to have sex with you. She's trying to get pregnant. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. The next scene, we show up at this quote-unquote winery that's in a makeshift barn. Um, They show us the decor, which is adjacent to the decor that Giselle has in her own home. Some like kind of random knick-knack paddywhack all over the place. Um, And they're just kind of setting up. She's the first one there. (sighs) She has on a hideous outfit, per usual, the jacket in particular is really throwing me off, and she has on that Gucci from the Gucci collection where they spelled it with a Y, and I had obviously thought the whole that Gucci collection was actually kind of cute until I saw her wear it, and now it looks cheap to me. She's wearing her favorite maroon lip, and setting up for the ladies to stand in this cold barn and have a wine tasting. Now, if you'll notice, there are some seats in the back, some open tables even. Not sure why they're not using those. There was some leaked footage from this event, and I was looking to see if I could find the people, like that woman that it was that we could kind of see in the frame behind the fight. And mm-hmm. I, that wasn't that wasn't one of the three people that was sitting at that table behind them, so I wonder where those people were at in this venue. Like, you know, the camera angles are always strategic, so they always film while there's, like, make it look like there's less people there and shit, but I was curious where they were tucked away, where they got that good footage. Oh, I, now I see. Okay, I actually just saw the girl. Okay, there we go. Ah, okay, they were at another table, but you couldn't see them most of the scene. Anywho, so everyone's starting to file in. And do you want to make any fashion notes about the ladies? I mean, Robin went very basic. I mean, you know, she's always disappointing me in her fashion choices. Monique wasn't really doing much for me either. My queen, Karen, Fendi Prince on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she got her Fendi poncho looks kind of like it's like a big Fendi scarf um, with a turtleneck, platinum blonde hair, of course, as always. You know, fabulosity, luxury. And gorgeous. she was the best dressed, in my opinion. Wendy with the fucking pink hat. I mean, okay. I called her a Gucci girl once. I'll call her a Gucci girl again because guess what she has on? It's fucking Gucci. I mean, Miss Karen Huger has been giving us a lot of Fendi lately, but it's fine. Um, the Fendi looks it, are cuter than the Gucci looks. Yeah, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because if you look, because from far away, the Fendi print doesn't look, it's not quite like the Gucci print. The Fendi can kind of look more like a design. I mean, they, they're all designs, but you know what I mean? Like the, the Fs don't, from far away, look like the Yeah, Fendi it could be F. geometric if you it were could, Exactly, that's the word. It could be very geometric. Um, but that color of green, that color of red, and it's striped. It looks the same on every fucking outfit to me. And I and don't get me wrong, I like Gucci, but it has the time and the place. Giselle's Gucci studded hat, not the time nor the place. Eh, um, wrong. <laughs> and then Ashley comes looking all ho hum and in a real poncho, very matronly. Very matronly. It doesn't look bad. But it's just that it looks very matronly. Karen should not be looking more youthful than you, in yeah. my opinion. And down Kansas to the hair. Like, exact, exactly. And Kansas like was like whatever. Um, yeah, so in my opinion, Miss Huger, the Grand Dame, was the best dressed. Um, okay, thanks for that rundown. I'll say yes to all of that. And I will say that Monique Short Hair is back in the scene and it looks great. But she also, I have to dock her a few points because I see a necklace that's hanging below the breast. <laughs> Do not and like honestly, that. Honestly, I would have liked to see the long hair look with this fit. Either way. You know, the outfit is nothing to even look at. So whatever the fuck, you know. Right. right. Which is why I feel like I would want like extra with the hair. You know what I mean? But it's okay. Yeah, she was definitely trying to give us a statement earring and like a short sleeve, but so the short hair, but then she put the layering on, so it was a little confusing. But anywho, we're getting into details here. But nonetheless, they're all kind of drinking wine, and they kind of make a note that Ashley only drinks red, and so does Wendy, which I thought was interesting. They're talking once Ashley gets there. I mean, they don't kind of really talk about anything before Ashley gets there. It's in honor of Giselle and her literary award, and of course, she's talking about how she won that. Okay. And then... Ashley walks in and, you know, everyone, it's all eyes on her. This is her press conference, if you will. And (laughs) (laughs) they kind of want to know, like, what's shaking with Michael? Even though when Candace and Giselle told her this news, they said they wouldn't expect her to just, like, say what happened with it. They didn't need any feedback. She'd just take it and do what she want. Um, But I found it interesting that they still held her feet to the fire and asked her everything that was going on. Now, something else I'd like to know before we really get into the Michael storyline of it all is our queen, Karen, has one of her funniest confessionals to date. Yes, her face does look jaundice yellow. But other than that, she's sitting there in that black one shoulder velvet number with the gloves. And she says that this party here could have been a Skype call. (laughs) <laughs> she, the way her expression was was truly what we live for as Karen fans that's what we want to see that's the Karen that's the grand dame she looked at us like are you fucking kidding me like she truly like that's an eye contact I wanted to make in the camera and I completely understood what she was saying Ashley going back to her and Michael she owns up to the fact that yes Candace had sent 
there was some truth to that. And Monique, what you sent from Gossip of the City, yes, there's some truth from that. Robin, what you sent, yes, there's some truth to that. Me and Michael have talked it over. Oh, but I'm trying to have another baby. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we also, like, have a threesome sometimes. I met a girl at a David Guetta concert. I thought she was cute. We took her back home. That's not the only one we do that. But, again, only focusing on female, female, male threesomes, never admitting to, like, a swinger situation, never a male, male, female threesome, never a cuckold situation, allegedly. Like, any of these alleged situations, no orgies. Like, they're not owning up to anything else. Never just, like, them stepping out, not with their partner. They're in a polyamorous sense. None of that. Strictly this one fun time amongst a couple fun times that she insinuates she had having threesomes with cute girls. What did you think of her admission with that? Did you see that coming? No. I mean, Ashley is doing what any good manipulator knows how to do. And that is dangling the carrot and Mm -hmm. distraction. So I'm going to give them a little juicy piece of information. And I want them to nibble on that instead of focusing on the fact that I'm staying with my cheating, philandering potentially bisexual husband and that I'm actually planning on letting him impregnate me again. Someone else just throw them the, the whole by you know, the whole threesome thing because that's juicy. That's interesting. That's a new bit of information, but it doesn't really take anything out of me to divulge that piece of information. So I'm going to give it. That's what I think that was. I think it was a tactic. I think, she purposely showed up in an outfit that was very ho-hum, could not bring attention to herself. She purposely um, diverted the topic and then distracted them with something else. But I am onto her. And our queen is onto her too, because also in her confessional, again, she's this confessional, she's giving it to us. She doesn't miss a fucking beat. And she says, oh, like, well, we already wrote our own narratives in our mind. Like, much like us viewers, of course, they have all filled in the spaces, the blanks of what she hasn't said with what is happening. And like Mm -hmm. Karen was kind of insinuating, not really saying, but insinuating what I was just saying. This is not, this is a drop in the fucking bucket. This is not where it begins and ends. You're fucking playing with me. Anyway, but. Ashley is acting like that's kind of it. Um, she tells the whole storyline with the he fell asleep and they all kind of challenge that because they're like, okay, well what happens if he's lying to you with this? What does it mean if, the like, about what you said about the timing? What about the fact that he only told you because it leaked? He wouldn't have told you otherwise so he came up with this other story. They're kind of just, you know, raising good points and she's looking Mm -hmm. at all those points kind of laughing them off almost she laughs throughout this entire scene and (laughs) (laughs) she's always fucking laughing um because there's all a joke to her and she's saying like well if he does it again i'll break up with him and if i find out he's lying about this i'll break up with him she's lying to them about him lying to her about (laughs) all the lies the lies the lies um so i mean but Again, this is not the group that if you're having orgies with your husband and he has a boyfriend and a wife, this is not the group to admit it to. So I I also understand not sharing that. Even sharing the threesome was like, 
yay, at least she owned up to something. She could be like, you know, you know who Richards and not own up to shit. Exactly. So I, you know, I, that alone, A, for the episode. Thanks for anything. This is the first time in a long time. Remember, I was like, who's going to drop a bomb? Who's going to be the person you're like, you know what? We do do something. She's the first person in a very long time to be like, you know what? Look. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it. Thank you. Um, but it, of course it's amongst bullshit. It would be too much if she was honest about everything. So again, her and Michael are trying to have a baby, which is also true. She gets pregnant mere months after that. Um, <laughs> so the baby that's due in February 2021. And yeah, she's just talking, you know, making it seem like her and Michael are, you know, locked in. He's told her this. She's healed from it, and they're on to the next thing. How many babies do you think she wants to have total with Michael? Do you think it's over two? I don't know if it's over two, but I know two at least solidifies her for sure. One was a hazard. You know, anything could happen to one. Two gives me, you know, gets her a little firmly planted in in the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, everyone knows, like, even the royal family. You know, it's not good just to have one heir. You need multiple options just in case. Yeah. Um, I don't see her going for more than three. But I don't think in her mind she feels that she necessarily needs to do more than two. If that makes any sense. I think two was the goal because two is more secure than one. Do you see this baby being a boy or a girl? Where do you land on that? My first instinct was to say girl. I was going to say girl as well um, because Michael's a shitty guy. He deserves a girl, but I know he has other kids, so I'd be interested to know if they're boys or girls. If they're boys, it's high time he had a girl, so this will be a girl. But if he has other girls, it could be anything. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I would love to get the other kids on camera, but I guess we'll never see that. So, naturally... To get the heat off of herself, Ashley is now challenging Monique and Candace to kind of establish where they are and where their friendship stands. She has a knife in her hand. She's banging on the glass to make, you know, a declaration about how she loves Monique. And she puts the knife down, but she's just trying to make a point. And and at this point, they're both yelling. And she brings up the fact that Monique... You know, she still loves her despite the fact that she didn't say goodbye to her when she was leaving her lake house and she was, quote, fake sleep. Then they show the scene where she's laying there like Sleeping Beauty, not sleep, as Candace says goodbye. I kind of hated that she used this as her, like, well, Candace, I mean. kind of hated that she used this as her platform because, like, she's done shittier things to you than that, quite honestly, that weekend. So for you to harp on that... Like, I don't know. And no one saw it, so it's it's kind of tough in that respect. I really wish you just would have brought up the fact that she attacked you all weekend. Right. And I think, <laughs> yeah. and I think your assumption was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a little bit off, but she was right in her emotions and her feelings and her intuition about the fact that her and Monique are not cool. So you know, they both start yelling not at each other to other people doing that passive-aggressive thing where they're explaining their whole story so the other person will hear, but not speaking to each other, not looking at each other, all of that. Monique starts off with a low blow saying, of course you wouldn't understand what I'm going through, me being exhausted after hosting you all all weekend and getting my kids prepared to leave because you don't have any kids. 
And then Candace incorrectly names that mom shaming. It should be like child shaming, but mom shaming. She's like, now we're mom shaming each other. Um, da da da. And Wendy at that point, Wendy's just concerned about Candace and like what her props and what she has in her hand. So then she tries to grab the wine glass away from Candace and Candace <laughs> <laughs> kindly tugs it back and says, it's okay. I'm a grown woman. I can hold my own wine. I have the wine in my hand. I know what I'm doing. Monique's points are the ones that are being put, you know, in the subtitles that Bravo are providing, which I find interesting. So her point is she's saying that Candace doesn't reciprocate and she's saying like their friendship was very one-sided. Um, insinuating that Candace doesn't like ever ask her to do anything with her or like ever reach out to her or check up on her or anything like that. Right. Did you believe that? I, I, the only reason why I want to call bullshit is because I'm like, well, then why are you going so hard about her not being friends with you right now? Or why are you going so hard about y'all not being in a good place then? If it was, if, if, if she wasn't even like checking up on you or caring about you as a person to begin with. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like, oh. right. If she was a shit friend. Yeah. Like, why are you going so hard for somebody who's a shit friend then? That doesn't make any sense. It, it just makes you look bad, not her, in my opinion. And where'd you land on the mom shaming of it all? Um, yeah, was mom shaming the appropriate word? No, but I thought it was actually ridiculous for Monique to even bring her kids into it because I'm like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, your kids weren't even at the fucking lake house when you fell asleep. So what were you tired from? You were nannied up and they were in Potomac, Maryland while you were at the lake house. So you had nothing to worry about. Yeah, from hosting, sure, you might be a little tired, but just to bring up the kids was just to attack you just Candace. wanted to you just wanted to dig at her come on like it's valid for you to be tired and it's valid for you to say like no i fell asleep i honestly was asleep i wasn't pretending that's all monique had to say and if candace wants to keep hemming and hawing and being like no you were faking you were faking then fine fuck it leave it alone walk away or just not even entertain it and quite frankly you've been hemming and hawing about shit that you should just let her go too so both y'all are being ridiculous in that aspect by not letting shit go. And but for you to be like, oh, well, oh yeah, that's right. You wouldn't know because you don't have kids. I'm tired because I have kids. I'm like, yo, you, you haven't been reward at that point, you weren't with your kids for like two, three days. You're not tired because your kids, baby girl. Like, relax. Relax. Isn't it supposed to be a vacation? That's what it was. <laughs> and it's funny because Candace was kind of saying the same thing about she was a friend to Monique but she was receiving nothing in return kind of thing so they're both feeling snubbed by the other in some way Mm -hmm. I wonder what their hangouts when they were close friends well if they ever were because Monique is calling it a quote facade of a friendship but when they were so close I wonder what they would do together and like you know what I mean I wish I had more clarity on who was playing what role in their friendship I can't really tell who was doing what? Candace picks back up the knife to clink her glass again and make a declarative of let's just move on. This time, Wendy successfully snatches away an item from her. She takes the knife and moves it away from her. And with that free hand, now Candace is doing a lot of pointing, a lot of lowering and raising of the hand to make a point, being very expressive. And so, you know, Monique starts to get a little more expressive with her hands. All of a sudden, Candace is now twirling, and then they show a flashback 
of the two messy whores on this TV show, Giselle <laughs> Bryan and Ashley Darby, cooking up this whole plan, this whole scheme from a scene we saw earlier this season of them sitting outside talking about how Candace supposedly made a huge effort to get close with Sharice after her and Monique fell out. What do you do? You think she did that? No. I think there's a little bit of truth to it. I mean, and so what? It's not the worst thing. <laughs> it's just like uh... an enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's just how it goes. And it's like okay, and if she did that, and she's a shitty person, and again, what are we fighting about then? She's shitty. That's it. But quite honestly. You got then you got a lot of shitty motherfuckers in your circle, <laughs> like mm-hmm. your G, your bitch Gigi, and then now which call it? What's her name, Sharice? And then her uh, charges to the game, and we move on. We move like focus on the fact that you're spending two hundred thousand dollars on your podcast. That's where you, your mind should be at. Your friends is moving funny. That's it. Keep them like you know we take L's in certain situations. I think sitting here and like harping on it, I just don't. I'm like, why are you inviting her to your house then? Why are you inviting her to events? Why are you still expecting her to do the podcast then? It's just something's not adding up to me. And I yeah. don't like that something's not adding up that annoys me. <laughs> so it's just like everything should add up. Exactly. So, but. You know, Monique does what she wants. And what she wants to do is beef about this. And Candace is feeding into it, too. Of course, she's loving it for the TV moment. She starts, like I said, she's doing the twirls and twirling away. And then um, Monique is encouraging her, keep keep twirling. And then, you know, the hands are flying. So it's the, oh, is your hand on my face? Oh, get your hand on my face. Your hand is my face. And then... It's clear who started it because Monique starts flipping Candace's hair over the table. She does it not once, but twice. And the second time, it's more violent. Her hair whips around. And then chaos ensues. Is Monique tossing Candace's hair considering... Are we considering that the first punch, the first hit? Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. (sighs) Because she did it multiple times. She didn't just, like, do one, like, flip. You did it multiple times. Is it like this? Like, obviously, it's not as like aggressive as like a punch or a hair pull, but you—that was the inciting event, right? So, like, we were arguing or whatever. Then Monique did that thing where she's where you yell at the person, say, "Don't get your hand on my face," even though the person's hand is not really in your face. And, but she was the one that actually made contact with Candace, and she did it like what once, twice, maybe three times. I can't remember if it was three times. It was definitely twice. Yeah, I definitely remember twice, for sure. Maybe even three. Maybe it was on the third that Candace went for the... So, yeah, so it looks like... Yeah, she went for the third at the sim- simultaneously as she went for the third. Candace went for the first grab for herself. Yeah, it only makes sense. You're not going to keep doing that shit while also saying that you want to drag me, like, come on, let's fight, let's fight, or whatever. Right, they bring up their own, like, they bring up their own lines from last season of, like, drag me, like, 
got to stop quoting themselves. They have it's not allowed. Breaking the void wall in that way, I don't like that. But whatever, there it this one it pays off because the last time she didn't get to drag her, so it is like a to be continued. It kind of is. I kind of like that they did that. But no, because you know it's the drag me, Monique, drag me. What you want to do? Drag me. <laughs> <laughs> and as Monique called it, Candace loses it while she's in her chia pit sweater. And that's it. And that's it. You know what time it is? Who's your housewife on display? Um, I'm gonna have to give it to <laughs> there's two two people, two things that I have in mind. Mm-hmm. And you can choose which one you would prefer. Okay. I either want to one actually put a thing on display and it's Monique's fucking flyer for her podcast. Mm, okay. Or I want to put the bitch that proudly said we only sold 20 out of 300 tickets on display because (laughs) she's a bold bad bitch and I want her to have her fucking recognition because she's not doing her job but she does deserve to be seen and recognized. How about I'll raise you one better. She's suddenly the graphic designer and we're putting her on display for making that flyer. (laughs) (laughs) And that's who it is. Did we ever... I really hate to give this lady a a Jane Doe situation. Do we know her name? Mm, I don't know. Really upsetting. Did she get a Kyra? Uh, We can give her like a fake name, uh, you know, or something. You and these goddamn aliases. I mean, what do you want to call her? (laughs) Bright lights, big city, bitch. You are on display. Do you have any news that needs to be broken? Do we need to talk about Teddy? We haven't talked about her on here. Breaking news, breaking news. So just to re-report, to confirm our previous reports, Teddy has been fired from Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, Right. Make no mistake, we're very very excited happy proud liberated about this um as you all may know she's currently running a scam titled all in and it's like her her supposed to be like her fitness and diet accountability program but um it's really just perpetuating you know, just body dysmorphia and just poor eating habits. She has these girls eating these fucking crazy, I keep going back to these tacos, but the recipe that leaked was just, it was just so astronomical and so ridiculous that it was just like, they're all like 500 calories or like less meals, which is (laughs) just, it's just honestly deplorable. So she's being fired. That's great. She tried to do it with dignity and um I mean, I will give her credit for the fact that she is one of the only housewives to say, yep, I got fired. Not, I decided to step aside from my acting and to be the mother or to focus on my brand or any other bullshit. Oh, how could we forget, bitch? The woman who was doing the, op- the quote, operations manager is her friend fucking Leaf. That woman who wears many hats. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're the housewife on display. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's we're just confirming because we have previously said that she was fired. And then we were told that she wasn't. But it looks like we are right the first time. So. Just like we broke the NeNe news that she was fired weeks ago. Guys, it's confirmed now. But we said it weeks ago. So, not breaking that news here either. Right. Just know that. Um, and in terms of non-Bravo news, um, so Tory Lanez finally broke his silence with a very mysterious, mysterious tweet. And it was to my fans, dot, dot, dot. I'm sorry for my silence, dot, dot, dot. But respectfully, dot, dot, dot. I got time today, dot, 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 9 p.m. PST. So, you know, Automatically, everybody was thinking that he was going to go on live or whatever, whatever, whatever. Then it's revealed that he actually drops a fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, uh, there is time to stay silent and a time to speak. I said all I could say on this, all platforms. Hashtag Daystar. I'll be back to y'all soon, respectfully. So I don't know if the album is currently up, but just know that this man is planning on dropping an album. And um, that's that on that, I guess. Obviously, Twitter is fucking up in arms about this. Um, He should have given us something better, something more than... A little Instagram live and a fucking album reveal. But so he went on that IG live and all he had to talk about was the album. I'm not sure. I didn't go on the IG live. I'm trying to support in the ways that I can, and that means by not going on his IG live. But I did hear that TI was on it supporting him. So you uh. know, you got the tail that's too short. <laughs> two shorties um well documented abusers <laughs> supporting each other on you know what i made a declaration to one of my friends and i said that a if he came out with an album during this release here that i would delete every single song i have by him on spotify so i'm gonna have to do that today he gave me no choice he gave me no choice. I said, okay, if he came out with just a truly a talking video, not promoting everything, because obviously all eyes on him, of course, hella people are going to be on there. It's a missed marketing opportunity if you don't. If he had missed the marketing opportunity on purpose and just apologized, I would have considered not deleting his songs off of my Spotify. Because I skip them anyway right now. I'm in a, I'm in a place where I have to skip them. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to delete them. Unless he chose to drop an album tonight. And so I'm glad he made the decision for me. I will no longer ever hear a song by him ever again. To talk really quickly, Leah just signed on for a second season. Guys, she's coming back. Leah McSweeney from Roni, don't worry. And she'll be coming back with a new nose. She also got a nose job um, <laughs> very recently. <laughs> I don't know why that took me out. I had to link the two together, so I just had to throw them together. Coming back. (laughs) That sounds like one of Andy's transitions. Like the second season, Leah is a little bit different. She's with a new nose and a new attitude. Like he was saying some shit like that. But anywho, 
Um, additionally, Jax got Britney pregnant. Vander bump babies it is. It's Lala. It's fired Stassi, who was also on Tamron Hall and apparently showed her ass because she then got off of Tamron Hall saying that she attacked her and ambushed her and talked about shit she didn't want to talk about. Meanwhile, in the interview, all she asked her was, how are you dealing with being racist? And she said she has a teacher. And obviously she didn't say, but we all know she has a PR team. Um, and Taryn Hall also revealed off of the air that like, oh, actually, I didn't even bring up the Me Too shit. Her PR team made me not talk about it. So I didn't. So it's crazy. She said she felt ambushed when all I did was after about race. She was on a black woman show. She said she was going to do that. She's pregnant. Lala's pregnant. Jackson, Brittany are pregnant. And I also just want to ask you a question because I don't know if you've seen Brandy Glanville on Twitter, but why does she report so much Housewives news? <laughs> like, I'm just... Literally, she's beyond involved and she wants to call Camille Grammer like thirsty and like all obsessive with our, the... She like, all you do is suck the hashtag R-H-O-B-H um, hashtag on Twitter. You don't. She literally posted like, this article about Kim Zolciak and hashtagged it rhoa but i'm like you don't even there she's not even on that show anymore and why are you reporting this news hashtag it don't be tardy a and b why yeah why are you reporting the news you and your podcast should have nothing to do with real housewives um and also just more keeping you updated news connie has gone on yet another twitter rant i mean they are maybe i'll stop calling them rants Maybe I'll give them another name. I'll think of something. I'll come up with it. But um, okay, yeah, workshop it here. <laughs> More Twitter discourse, I guess, about anything and everything, including taking screenshots of random Google pages of random people that we wouldn't know, but I guess you would if you were in the big, you know, biz. <laughs> if you were in the big biz, but it's just like regular weird people that I'm like, why would I know that? You know what I mean? But uh, the essence of what they seem to be, what he seems to be saying is just that he's upset that um, he's not on the board of Adidas. And he did say that he would be wearing, I think it was Jordans until Adidas put him on the board. So I guess Jesus Christ. He's basically saying that he's going to boycott his own um, Yeezys just because he's not on the board. He also posted another conversation between him and um, Elon Musk. And so everyone's saying they like <laughs> that after Shaq and Kobe, that Elon Musk and Connie are their favorite duo. So that's up to you, you know. Comment the link below. No, I'm saying. But l- let me know if y'all feel like Elon Musk and Connie is this incredible duo. I think it's a very weird duo. I don't know how they quite became friends. But hey. I'm like, in the words of Connie, my first pillar when I'm on the board of Adidas will be an Adidas Nike collaboration to support community growth. Dear Kanye and Joel, due to the pending litigation between Kanye and UMG, I've been advised by counsel that I cannot engage in a direct conversation with you in parentheses, Kanye, at this time. I am sorry. Best Jeff. Jeff. This is Kanye speaking. Jeff, you gonna let these white people tell you not to talk to me? They cut our <laughs> tongues on the slave boats. I'm getting us free. <laughs> Love you, brother. I feel you should quit Universal before not speaking to Kanye West. Prince is dead. Michael is dead. Let's not. Uh, let's let that not be in vain. It's always bringing. He can always bring back anything to Michael. It seems. 
I think he could do that. And it's just really incredible that he brings up um, <laughs> that he brings up slavery and talks about it when not too long ago he was out in <laughs> slavery was a choice and like basically like a thick like a hoax yeah Yeah, (laughs) like totally now all of a sudden you remember that they were cutting people's tongues so i don't know um (laughs) and then he also tweeted about yeezy farm to table so apparently he's doing some sort of agricultural work too (laughs) if these tweets and the various topics and tangents that they go on is any indication to of his mind state and how he is operating in the real world. I can smell the divorce coming. Let's get him on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye, if you want to be on the board of this pod, then that is okay. Because you know he loves, like, niche shit. Let's get him on here. Let's get him on a breaking news episode. And let's give him a platform. I'd love to pick his brain. Even if it's pure insanity, which it is, it's going to be some smart shit and a lot of dumb shit too. And I want to hear. He it. dogged me. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Kanye dogged me though. You know what I mean? He does have that that sway. I hate to say it. I mean, I won't call him Jesus, but I won't not call him Jesus either. Wow. He called it. He's calling it the Don the Gardens. Well, yeah, so all that was, it was a jam-packed news episode. And none of it was quite breaking, <laughs> but all of it was relevant. But it needed to be said. Until tomorrow. Adios. Bye-bye.